1: Hello and welcome back to She and Her Season 2. I'm Anita Rao and on deck today we have a special bonus episode. We got such good feedback from our budgeting conversation last week that we decided to give you a bit more from Pam Kapalid. So today she is going to teach you about money personalities. So check it out to better understand how your relationship with money may be impacting how you spend it and how you budget. But before we get to that, we have a special announcement, which is that Sandra and I are going to be co-teaching a podcasting class at the Center for Documentary Studies at Duke University. It's called Podcasting for the People, and essentially it's Podcasting 101. We're going to walk you through every step of the podcasting process from – Identifying your original idea all the way through to recording, producing, and distributing your content to find your intended audience. It starts Saturday, April 29th, and it runs for four weeks. If you are interested, check out the links at our Facebook and on the rest of our social media. You can also find a link at the Center for Documentary Studies website. Just look for Podcasting for the People. And feel free to shoot us an email at sheandherradio at gmail.com if you have any questions about whether the class is a good fit for you. Enjoy the episode, and we'll see you all next week.
0: So money personalities is actually how I start every conversation. It's how we start every workshop. And there is so much financial advice out there. You can read so many blogs. And the real thing that you need to figure out is what your current relationship with money is and what your tendencies are when it comes to money. And that's really what your money personality is. And when you're able to do that, then it's much easier to filter through all the financial information and figure out what really resonates with you. Hmm. So there are four money... Yeah, yeah. Um, And I think that's uh, (laughs) the... I know, I know. And I think it's the part that people tend to skip because it feels like, you know, like the warm, fuzzy, woo-woo kind of thing where it's like, no, just give me the hard numbers and tell me what to do. Hmm. But I think what tends to happen is we get really fired up. Like we're like, I'm ready to make a change. I'm ready to change my money habits and change my life. And I'm going to save half of my paycheck. And, you know, everything's going to be different. And I'm going to, you know, eat less and exercise more. Right. And we don't understand why it doesn't work the next day. And so by examining what your current relationship with money is, You're able to really figure out, like, what baby steps are really going to start working for you to get the ball rolling. And there's four money personalities. We actually adapted this from Olivia Mellon, who had about eight money personalities and carried it down to the four that we thought made the most sense. And so the four personalities are the worrier, the avoider, the amasser, and the money monk. So I also host a weekly podcast myself, also called Brunch and Budget. And we've actually done multiple shows on the money personalities because we feel like it's that important. So just to briefly go over it, the warrior is me. I am definitely a warrior. So I'm the type of person who, who always feels like money stresses me out and I feel like everything is a priority. Mm. I have to pay attention to everything at once. So like my recent stupid warrior mistake was I accidentally paid my mortgage twice in one month oh. because, I, yeah, mm-hmm. because I didn't get the email confirmation that the first payment went through. So I freaked out, and I was like, "Oh my god, I didn't make my mortgage payment!" And I paid it again.
1: I see. Okay, that's the warrior. I do that with my credit card bill all the time. I like go and I pay, and then my balance doesn't immediately change. I'm like, "Oh, it didn't go
0: through." Like, paid, paid twice. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm the warrior. (laughs) Oh man. Yep, yep. (laughs) I'm with you. And then on the opposite side, it's like the same, the um, the flip side of the coin is the avoider. And the avoider is someone who's also equally stressed out about money, probably in the same way as the worrier, but the avoider handles it differently. And the avoider says, I'm going to wait and let someone else tell me what the priority is that I should be paying attention to. So the avoider avoider knows in their head, like, I know that this bill is due, but I also know that I have a 10-day grace period. And after that 10-day grace period, then for the next 30 days, I'll be fine because it won't be reported to my credit score yet. And then after those 30 days, it'll only be 30 days late. And they wait for that pink envelope with the, you know, with the red line on it. And oh they're my like, gosh. they know exactly what day that envelope is going to come. And they're like, okay, this is one I have to take care
1: of. I'm about to have a, a panic attack. Just imagine a pink envelope arriving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe I'm a warrior. I don't oh, know.
0: <laughs> okay. So, yeah. all right. We have the, the warrior, then the avoider. Mm-hmm. And then we have the amasser. Uh-huh. And the amasser is the type of person. So warriors are planners and so are amassers. Amassers are also very proactive about their money. But amassers are not really concerned so much about what's in the bank. They're concerned about the money that's about to come in. So mm. amassers are people who tend to plan for the next check. And usually that check is already spent in their heads before it even hits their account. So there's this constant cycle of like, all of my problems will be solved if I just make more money. So that's all I think about. And they're not really thinking about the other side of it, where where is the money going, where are the expenses at, what is the cash flow, how much is actually in the bank account. They're constantly looking forward to the next check, and they're constantly planning, but it's always for the short term. So a masters tend to have a hard time imagining what the big picture needs to look like. Mm. And then, yeah. And then on the flip side, we have the money monk. And the money monk is, my husband is a money monk actually, <laughs> um, bless his heart. So uh, money monks are, and we're like, if you look at the matrix on the site, we're like total diagonal opposite. So that's always <laughs> fun. <laughs> and so money monks and a master's are actually also two sides of the same coin where they're both like, we'll figure it out type people. And money monks are also kind of waiting for the next check. But unlike a master's who thinks that money will solve everything, money monks, say, you know, if the money's there, that's great. If the money's not there, I'll figure it out, too. I don't want money to be the important thing in my life. And so with money monks, they tend to just take what comes to them. A lot of them, a lot of creative people are money monks. A lot of artists are money monks where the work is more important than what the actual monetary value is and where money monks tend to get into trouble is undervaluing what their worth is oh my god i do (laughs) that yeah i think we're all a combination of some of, Mm -hmm. of all of these in a lot of ways and it's really which one which one do you feel like you're drawn to more and with money monks the the advice that we like to give is if ever you're giving somebody a rate for something double it